Good morning, Christchurch. It is so good to be with you today. Thank you for joining us. And today I want to, to talk about what it means to have confidence in the gospel. And uh, first of all, let me just share the reading today. It's only two verses. It's from Romans chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. And it says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. We've had a really busy week here at Christchurch as we prepare for our 200th uh, anniversary celebrations that start next week. And uh, as you probably know by now, we're having a, an open air service at 11 o'clock on the outside the church. Uh, and we're having a display of the history of the church. Uh, and it's not just the history of the building, it's the history that people of God here at Christchurch for the last 200 years. And that's from the, the 10th to the 18th of September. And we would love you to come along to just enjoy the display and to come along to the open air celebration as well. So do please make time for that. So I've been immersed a little bit in the, the history of the church. It's been fascinating to see how the church has evolved um, at, through all the different generations and how certain things were important to different generations. Some of you might know that uh, at one point uh, there was a spire on top of our tower it was built in the early 1860s and uh, taken down almost 100 years later. Uh, it wasn't built very well and it started to uh, corrode. And you wonder what, I wonder what it was that made people want to build a spire on top of a tower that already existed for, at that point, uh, 40 years. It just seemed to be, to me, a waste of money. But different generations have different values and see importance in different things, don't they? But the one thing that really stuck me, struck me was how through all the generations, the importance of the gospel here at Christchurch has always been paramount. The people here have wanted to have the gospel preached and shared with those who don't know Jesus. They've wanted to see people come to faith. The, the, the church here was built because there was a growing community that needed the gospel preaching to them. And uh, the founder of the church, William Docker, the very first vicar, he was adamant that we needed the church here at Southport just as it was beginning, when there was just a few hotels and a few houses. And so Christ Church was built to preach the gospel. That has been paramount through every generation. And we can see the importance of the gospel to Paul in our reading, can't we? I mean, if we, we just, if you read the book of Acts, you'll see how important the gospel is to Paul. He risks his life to share the gospel with those who don't know Jesus. And here he's saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel. He's writing to the people in Rome, to that, that small church in a vast city, and he says, look, I'm not ashamed to, to come to you and preach the gospel. In the verses before the ones I read, he's saying how eager he is to get to Rome to preach the gospel because he wants to see people come to faith. That for him is the overriding 
responsibility of every Christian to share the good news of Jesus. And he says he's not ashamed to do it. And there's a kind of implication there maybe that, that the people of at the church in Rome were a little bit ashamed. We have this picture, don't we? Where if you read through the book of Acts that every single Christian was on fire for Jesus and sharing the gospel at every opportunity. But I'm not entirely sure that was the truth because there's the implication here that the church of Rome might have been a little bit unsure. And you can understand that. Rome was a vast city a pluralistic city with lots of different gods in it. It was a place of sophistication, a place where there was huge philosophical debates going on all the time. And they came with this strange message of a Jew who died for everyone, a Jew who was not just fully human, but also fully God. This strange message must have seemed almost insignificant to all the grand debates that took place in Rome. And when Paul writes to Timothy, he says to, them, to timid Timothy, the guy who he says, you know, Look, don't, be, don't be afraid. He says, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Preach it with all that you've got. And there's a whole passage on why he shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. So for Paul, the gospel is something to be proud of. It's something to hold fast to. It is something to preach at every opportunity. And yet many of us struggle with that, don't we? If, if you are anything like me, you understand that actually we should share the gospel. And if you're anything like me, you sometimes duck out of that responsibility. You know, if Paul was around today, I wonder how he would spend his time. I wonder where he would put his efforts. I wonder how he would preach the gospel today. Because I'm pretty sure he'd be doing it slightly differently to us. He'd be doing it in a way that was bold and sometimes brash and sometimes wound people up. And all of those kind of things are the, the opposite of what we want to be, aren't they? We don't want to be that kind of person. We want to be liked. We want, to, we want people to at least tolerate us. We want people to preferably like us. And being the kind of person that preaches the gospel at every opportunity. When I say preach, I don't mean kind of standing at the corner shouting out the gospel. I mean making the most of every opportunity and every relationship you have just to say something about the incredible love and truth and power of God. That's our responsibility. And yet all too often we duck out of it. And I wonder if in those times Paul would say to us, are you ashamed of the gospel? Are you ashamed of the, the message that we have as Christians? I mean, there's no wonder we struggle when you look at how society is today. When you look at what's happening in our world and, we, and how people are living their lives. I mean, at one point, not so long ago, it was simply our religion against other religions. And that's changed. It's now everyone seems to have their own kind of philosophy about life, their own spirituality. You are not dealing with simply blocks of people. Certainly in the West, people have developed a kind of individualistic approach to spirituality where they make it up themselves. How do we share the gospel in that kind of situation? It's really hard, isn't it? And then we've got this kind of issue in our society where Christianity has almost become toxic. 
when you look at how it's betrayed on the news, even in some, uh, in some of the soaps and things like that, Christians are never betray betrayed well. We live in a world where Christianity is marginalised, even though in lots of ways it is still central to society, in the way that we make up our society, and in the way that churches contribute to society each and every day. The vast majority of kind of social welfare charities are either Christian or have some kind of Christian basis to them. There are millions and millions of hours happening, of volunteer hours happening every week as we reach out to those who are in need and who need help. We contribute positively to society and yet we are still marginalised. And it's a difficult situation to be in, isn't it? And yet, the other side of it is that Christians, I think, have failed to understand the power of the gospel. We actually haven't got our heads around it. For lots of Christians, if you ask them, what is the good news? They would struggle to, to summarize it in a way that people would understand. And with all of this going on, I wonder whether we have lost the sense of the power of the gospel. Now, we all became Christians because either we were convinced by it, by the truth of it, we looked into it and realized that Jesus did live, that he died for me, and that because of that I can now have life, fullness of life now, and life everlasting when I die. Or we've experienced something of the incredible power of God's love in our life, where he's restored us and healed us and set us free from the things that held us back. Maybe we've experienced something, what it means to live in a new community of Christians who are living out the Christian life in a positive way and found healing and hope in that. We've all experienced this and we've found that God has not let us down. We have found, each and every one of us, that the good news is exactly that. It is good news. It was good news for me over 30 years ago when I became a Christian, and it is still good news today. It was good news for you that moment where you accepted Jesus into your life. And here's the thing, if it was good news for me and it was good news for you, why wouldn't it be good news for anyone else? And let's face it, we are now living in a world that's getting messier and messier and more and more destructive. We are living in a world where where people have gone their own way and they are finding out that it gets them nowhere. We are living in a world that is in more need of the gospel than at any other time, since since I've been alive. As I look at this world today, I am convinced that more and more people are going to look to, to, to the church to find out what the good news is. And they will only find that out if you and I are not ashamed of the gospel and are proclaiming the gospel at every opportunity, who are developing good relationships with those around us, that we're living out the lifestyle that we are called to and matching that with our words. We need to be that kind of people because as Paul says, it is the power of God to save, not just to give us life everlasting, but life here and now. It's the power of God to bring healing and wholeness into our lives today. We have a God and a message 
that is relevant today and just as relevant as, is to, as it was 2,000 years ago. Let me encourage you to not be ashamed of the gospel, to believe in it wholeheartedly and to shape your life around the message of the gospel. I really hope that in these next years that we at Christ Church will become a church in which every member knows how to share the good news in a relevant way. And we're going to start working towards that. But there is something that you can do straight away. At the end of this month, we are starting our next Alpha course. One of the simplest things you can do is to pray, ask God to point you to people who you can invite to our next Alpha. It's going to be in person, it's not going to be online, it's uh, going to be held in the cafe, it's going to be on a Wednesday night starting at the end of this month. Why not today start praying about who you can invite? Don't be ashamed of saying to people, I think this would be good for you. Don't be ashamed of saying, I have found that Jesus has been really good for me, that he has saved me, he's given me life. Don't be ashamed of declaring something of the good news to those around you, because it is the power to save for everyone who believes. Paul didn't qualify that. He didn't say for most people or for some people. He said for everyone, absolutely everyone. Who are you going to invite to Alpha? Let me encourage you this day to start praying to be bold and courageous and to start looking for people to say, why don't you go to the next Alpha course? Even if it means you saying to them, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll, certainly for the first week, I'll go and support you. And if you want, I'll go every week. It might even be good for you to do that, to remind yourself of the good news of Jesus. Let's pray for a moment. Lord God, I pray that you'd forgive us in those times when we've hidden the fact that we're Christians, when we've sometimes been ashamed of owning up to belonging to you. Forgive us of those times when we've ducked out of telling people that we're Christians that we belong to Jesus. Lord, help us, I pray, to be unashamed to declare openly and freely what we believe and what God's done for us. Lord, I want to pray for everyone watching this now. I want to pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would fill them with the power to be your witnesses in this world. In this world that seems to be just falling apart at the seams. Lord God, would you fill them with the power to be witnesses for you? Lord, we thank you for the good news that has led us to, to life and to life everlasting. Fill us, I pray now, with your spirit. Help us to be bold. In Jesus' name.